Ace Podcast. Weird. President's Day. President's Day. President's Day. President's Day show. This is why you aren't a musician. It's present. This this episode is released. This is why you don't sing, right? The because 18th, you have no sense of timing. Eighteenth of February. Today is President's Day. I know that. I like to say hello to our uh, president, Donald Trump. Yeah, hello. He's a, big, he's a big listener. I'll send this episode to you, sir. This is a little fake news here, but he's a listener. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. If he listens, oh boy, yeah, it'd be awesome if he listens. Are you doing okay? Yeah, you know how how have you, have you been since uh, our last episode? Oh, you know, pretty much same, <laughs> same as it ever was. Talk yeah, story. Hey, wait, I wasn't ready yet. What are you talking about? I we gotta get to it. No, we're at Lee Berry Studios. Episode, uh, we're in Studio One for Episode Two Hundred Fifty One. Yeah, yeah, we are. Uh, front drama. She's well, at her post. She is. She's up there, pretty much doing nothing. Yeah, selling thirty-one purses. You know, that's what she does now. She's She never sells 32 or 30. Nope. I asked her what happens if somebody wants to buy 32 purses. She said, she said can't help them. Deals off. 31. Yeah. She's like that. I know. Front drama. You know, also, I've noticed there's a there's a quite a, the discrepancy of Krispy Kreme donuts when we come to the- I noticed that, too. We they're, they're never here. Well, I went to a record store last Saturday. Uh-huh. Walked in, they had hot chocolate and Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh, wow. It was an antique mall that actually hey, has a record store inside it. How are you enjoying that squeeze album I gave you? Oh, as they're all good. Yeah. They're all good. Babylon think, on had hourglass. I on. think my favorite one is uh, East Side Stories, just simply because that's the one I was introduced to the band but with. But since last week, you haven't gotten Argy Bargy still? Still haven't gotten I've got The only uh, extra, the only squeeze album I've acquired since we last recorded was uh, Babylon yeah. on. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. You know what's yeah. the video for uh, Hourglass? I might. They use a lot of forced perspective shots to look their their illusions. I like black coffee in bed. Well, I, a lot of people do, but if yeah. you're not careful, you spill it on yourself. But the song's good too. Yes. If you're yes. usually it's pulling muscles from a shell for me. I like that song too. Yeah, they're so good. They are good. The welcome, welcome to the, welcome to the squeeze train, man. I got a new favorite band. If you open up, uh, I'll tell you something you didn't know. I bet. Tell me. If you open up uh, GarageBand on your Mac, yeah. They've got the, uh, you can buy classes or whatever. There's like uh, taught by professional right. musicians. Whatever. Yeah. And Glenn Tilbrook is, there's a video you can watch of him in there. He's talking about he should turn the chords and things for like, uh, I forget, pull muscles from a shell or something like that. But he's he's there. He's in he's in GarageBand. You can like watch him. And he, if you want to buy it, he'll teach you how to play. See, I haven't been this excited about a band since I discovered Madness back in the 90s. Love Madness. Oh, my goodness. Those guys are it fantastic. It must be love. <laughs> it must be. I am Michael Caine. <laughs> I am Michael Caine. I love that when song. I'm driving in my car. <laughs> Here's a bit of trivia for you, by the way. He turned them down on that. He he didn't want to do that. The, he actually went to the studio to record that. Turned them down until his daughter found out that Madness had she contacted him. She said, what are you him. thinking? She said, that's Madness. They're a big deal. And he went back. He did. Yeah, mm-hmm. just for his daughter. I am Michael Caine. That's it's all he a does sad in, song. That's all he does in the whole show. Have you ever read the, the lyrics? Song. No, but I will. Yeah, and the video is pretty cool too. But they are uh it's getting it's getting harder as we get older to look at these guys getting older. Yeah. Because now you're looking at these yeah. people and it's like, who are these old guys? Right. Did they do what I, oh, what I wait, 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 wait. You know something I found out today and I posted it today or one day. Was it today? Anyway. I, I don't know. 
Did you know Ricky Gervais was in an 80s synth band? I did not. You, you know, from the original The Office. Yeah, yeah. People know yeah. who Rick, The Ricky British Gervais. version. Yeah. Portly little guy, kind of. Kind of. Yeah, funny go, guy. Go back and look him up. It was the name of the band. was like Sedona or Siona something was the name of the band. Look up Richie, Ricky Gervais. He's skinny. He's He's got the 80s hair, the earrings. We were all skinny in the 80s. No, 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 no. But he... He sounds like his. He's singing. I think you were even skinny in the eighties. Listen, yeah, shut up. So he, <laughs> he, um, he was singing and he sounded good. I mean, the music wasn't great. Their band wasn't there, but you you'll be blown away by how much he sounds. Dude, this was weird for me. Okay, I'll check it out. This is like me finding out, like out of the blue, that, that like you were popular. What? I'll, and that would blow my whatever. mind. That would blow my mind <laughs> to find out people liked you back then. Story. Intoxicated man arrested for jumping overboard. What? He said jumping aboard, not yeah. overboard. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, intoxicated man ar- arrested for jumping aboard, rather, moving Amtrak train and taking over controls. Oh, boy. A 26-year-old man was arrested Monday for jumping on a moving Amtrak train in California while he was under the influence. He's also accused of trying to manipulate train <laughs> controls and activating the train whistle more than once. Well, but of yeah, course. you got to do that. Woo-woo. <laughs> oh, three, three names. Dylan, Dylan Thomas, Thomas. Baldini. Dylan Thomas. I got some of his books. Dylan Thomas Baldini. The Great Baldini. The Great Baldini. You know, Dylan Thomas was a poet. And and he noted. Do you note it? He noted. It. Yeah. Uh, he, this guy, this guy, uh, DTB was from uh, McLeod, California. As a matter of fact, Bob Dylan got his name from Dylan Thomas. That's where Dylan came from, and Bob Dylan. And I still don't like him any better than I did oh, before. He's fantastic. The story. Are you kidding me? Uh, I did I like love the traveling. Bobby D. I like uh, traveling Wilburys. Yes. Yeah. You think maybe I could continue? You were complaining that I wouldn't read the story. Well, now it took you want us so shut long up. to get into it? Go ahead. He was taken into custody early Monday, according to a release sent to Yahoo Lifestyles by Sheriff John E. Lopey of the Siskiyou County Sheriff's Office, where deputies responded to a radio call. They were joined by officers from the California Highway Patrol. Chips. <laughs> Ponch and John both, both attended. And Mount Shasta Police Department. Ooh, I like good Shasta. Shasta is good. Bald, the great Baldini allegedly <laughs> jumped aboard the train's backup engine in an area called Cantara Loop. Cantara Lupe. Uh, SCSO says he was rep- he was reportedly acting Scuzzo. hostile. What are you doing? I'm standing up. I'm tired of sitting. I've been sitting all day. He was hostile and that crew members feared for their safety and did not approach the suspect. While haphazardly handling the controls, he tried to put the train in emergency <laughs> stop mode, which would have endangered <laughs> everyone on board. Up and grab that, grab board. that rope. Yeah, yeah, just grab that rope. <laughs> um, at 1.18 a.m., an MSPD officer finally detained the great Baldini, who was turned over to an SCSO deputy. Uh, he was charged with public intoxication and trespassing on railroad property and interfering and hindering the safe and efficient operation of a locomotive, railway car, or train, according to the release. You know, I once jumped aboard the uh, Soul Train. Did you? I did, yeah. I was on the crazy train Yes, once. yes. Both charges are misdemeanors. Where was misdemeanor? Uh, well, it was misdemeanor. Mr. Demeanor wasn't there for comment. Punishable by fines or prison time or both. The man was examined at a local hospital and booked in the Siskiyou, Siskiyou, Siskiyou the whatever, county jail. <laughs> we are grateful. The prompt response from the SCSO, MSPD, and CHIPS 
helped to mitigate what could have been a very dangerous outcome on a moving train, which obviously involved actions that potentially jeopardized the safety of passengers, crew, and others in the community. Said Sheriff Lopey, he added that the case is still under investigation. Okay, Craig, we've got a story here. Very nervous with you standing like that. The headline says it all. Man stripped naked, bit his own dog, then bit an FBI agent on the neck. Oh, wow. A Virginia man attacked and bit his own dog multiple times. Oh, this times is clearly a meth addict. Tuesday morning, then chopped down on the neck of an off-duty FBI agent who tried to subdue him. All this happened while the suspect, 31-year-old Corey Phillips, Hart. another two-named crook. Corey Hart? Corey Hart Phillips was naked, police said. Phillips was also accused of knocking down a 60-year-old woman who tried to calm him down. You calm know, down! You think of a 60-year-old woman, you think of a granny style I'm thinking lady. of you. We're 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 knocking on that door, Craig. Knock knock knocking. We are knock knock knocking on old well, age you door. Are. You're gonna get there before me. Barely. I don't know. Looking at you, you probably. No, we could ride you, together. You, you probably actually. you probably won't. And I'm looking at you now. I'm not <laughs> sure you will make it. But a Virginia man attacked and bit his own dog multiple times Tuesday morning. I've already read that part. <laughs> Prince William County Police say they Prince found William. Phillip. Yeah, Prince William in a can. County Police said they found Philip standing naked. That was Prince Albert that was in the can in the middle of Nottingham Drive. And they reported, uh, resorted to pepper spray when he ignored commands. Oh, he had to be doped up. Yeah. You know he did. It was bath salts. Phillips was unfazed and advanced uh, toward an off-duty oh, no, FBI that was bath agent. Salts. Yeah, that had to be. Who had stopped to assist the officer, and a struggle ensued, said the release. Uh, the FBI agent that was bitten on the neck had only minor injuries. At some point, the accused picked up his five-year-old Labrador boxer mixed dog and began to squeeze it before biting the dog on the ears and what chest. What did the doggy do wrong? Causing minor injuries. That was the drugs biting. Right. The accused then went outside where he eventually pushed a neighbor, identified a 60-year-old woman, to the ground who had attempted Her to intervene. Her name was 60-year-old that's woman? What they, that's what they said. The woman was not hurt, uh, the police said in a statement. Hey, police want mom to stop trying to find dates for her son. Well, yeah. This happens in Towson, Towson, Did your uh, mom ever try to hook you up with anybody? No. (laughs) It's almost Valentine's Day. What do you mean it's almost Valentine's Day? It's already been Valentine's Day. It's last week. Uh, And at at Towson University in Maryland, a mother uh, has been trying so hard to find a date for her son that the police are concerned. The Baltimore Sun reports, well, they got the same son we've got. The Baltimore Sun? Yeah, what's the difference? Well, they call it Baltimore Sun. What do we got? The Nashville Sun? Tennessee Sun? Tennessee Sun. That that was really horrible. Allen. Allen's Tennessee Sun. Allen. Allen! The woman in her 50s wearing a multicolored scarf approached students in two campus buildings last week, showing them a picture on her cell phone (laughs) and asking if they would date her son. Oh, my gosh. Nothing says you're a loser more than your mom walking around. Police. This this guy went to the police to get her to... After receiving multiple complaints from the mother's pics, <laughs> campus police issued an incident advisory that included a link to pictures of the woman. Calling all cars, calling all so cars. So that she might be identified. Chief Charles Herring, a uh, Herring, said her reported behavior may cause concern. University officials say the woman isn't being sought for criminal investigation, but they do want the third party propositioning to stop. Good grief. That's sad. That poor guy. Imagine if you if if you were in high school and your mom came to school with with pictures, a photo album, and yeah. just stopped girls in the hall. Would you mind dating my son? Oh my gosh, you'd never go out with a girl Let's again. Let me find her picture here real quick. Oh, there she. Oh. <laughs> okay. Headline poor is poor thing. She looks like she looks like she's at the Leeberry Studios. She may be. Look. Yeah. 
She does look like she did Lee Berry. Okay, headline is Fox host says he hasn't washed his hands in 10 years. Have you heard about this, Craig? No. Yeah, Fox News host Pete Hegseth has confessed on air, and I almost, I almost got the uh, audio of this, but didn't have time. On air that he has not. So watched. every time this guy goes to the bathroom, listen, listen to listen to what he says. This is going to blow your mind. He has not washed his hands for ten years because germs are not a real thing, and that's in quotes. Speaking on Fox and Friends, Hexeth said the infectious microorganisms did not exist because they could not be seen with the naked eye. Okay, I'm looking this guy up. I'm see what he looks like. I inoculate myself. Added the Harvard and Princeton graduate. He's smart at the no better. Yeah, his his confession came after co-host Ed Henry and Jebediah Bila made fun of him for eating leftover pizza. Uh, he said, my 2019 resolution is to say things on air that I say off air. That might not be a good idea there, Hexeth. His comments were met with both support and concern on I social I media. I don't know this guy, do you? Uh, no, I didn't. But the, there's you can watch the video of him actually well, I guess that's fessing not, up. That's probably not really true because I'm, I'm assuming he does. I would assume he bathes. I, I guess that would include washing your hands. I'm sure. If whether you use soap, yeah, that is also true. Is yeah, that all you had? That's all I got on that. Yeah, the short one, wasn't it? Yeah. Man finds kangaroo eating toilet paper in restroom. Well, what's wrong with that? Film at eleven. <laughs> it's coming to it from down under, mate. A visitor at a public restroom in Australia. That's right. Started recording video when he found the path blocked by a kangaroo munching on a roll of toilet paper. That's right, mate. David Muggleton said uh, when he went to use the bathroom in uh, Wilpena Pond Campground in Flinders <laughs> Ranges, South Australia. They call the him hardest muggles. things to say. They what? They call him Muggles. David muggles. Muggleton. Muggles, yeah. 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 When he found his path uh, to the toilets blocked by a gray kangaroo. It's a gray joey. Muggleton's uh, video shows the marsupial calmly enjoying a snack of toilet paper. Gross. Do you mind if I get past, Muggleton says in the video, <laughs> what are you doing? How's that even tasty? That's all we got. Is that a chocolate thunder from down under? No, mate. That's a blooming onion. It's a blooming. It's a blooming paper. That's double roll. <laughs> Two ply. Headline is, 60 strangers attend a man's funeral in Red Ruth. Red Ruth. About 60 strangers turned up to the funeral of a man they had never met after an appeal well, from the vicar. That's really nice. It is. This is one of those, This kind of happened to me with my friend who passed away this past year. Just people come out. You, you know, well, we had a soldier. It, they kind of knew him, but it was still, it was a, it was a, it was a situation where he, he had no more family. Uh, I was one of the few friends he had that were left over at his uh, his mother's church, and all these people came together, and they really came together. They had a really nice little graveside service, yeah. and, and it was just really nice. It just reminds me of the story. Reminds me of that. You ever, you ever think about your funeral? What it's going to be like? Uh, hey, do me a favor. No, I don't. If I die before you, make sure because Lori and Sarah won't do this. Make sure they play uh, "Bridge Over Troubled Waters" right before the service. I don't know if I can have a good good conscience knowing that I. Put a Simon and Garfunkel song yeah. on. No, yeah, I don't know about right that. Right there. I don't know if I can. It makes Sarah cry. That song makes her cry anyway. I mean, for it no makes, reason. It makes no. There's a reason. <laughs> you know, I saw Simon Paul Simon in concert. He opened with that was the opening song. Usually, you you want to you think it'd be you a, guys have a lot in common. <laughs> I'm taller than him. He says you. <clears throat> about sixty strangers turned up to the funeral of a man they had never met after an appeal from the vicar, Terrence Filer. Age 85 died at Fiber. Saint, Filer died at St. Martin's House Care Home in Cornwall. You got to sit still. You started standing up <laughs> over there, and now Cornwell. you're squeaking chairs around. I'm sorry, Cornwell on the second of January. The funeral directors and Cornwell Council attempted to find people who knew him, 
but with no success. Did you just make up names of places? No. This prompted the vicar to appeal for people to attend his funeral in Red Ruth. Reverend Casper Bush said it was unusual. On the form from the funeral directors, it said this man had no friends or relatives, and nothing is known of his life. How sad. He said it is sad. It just struck me as incredibly sad, so thought we might try and do something and try to give him a good send-off, right? After some investigations, it was discovered that Mr. Filer lived in Newquay for a time and had learning difficulties. It is also thought he held from Bristol but had no known next of kin or close friends to mourn his death. The only possessions passed to the funeral director was an ice cream tub full of more than 50 American-style belt buckles. He was a collector, Craig. Collected belt buckles from the, How about from the old U.S. of A. One of the guests who attended, called Ann, said, Even if I he never married or had children, he was still somebody's son. You know, somebody's grandson. Scientifically, that is true. That's a fact. What if they were looking down, thinking nobody even saw his passing? I don't think we're going to be looking down. I don't know, but don't you've only so. got one sentence left. I don't think so. As well as you 60 may not guests. Be. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many damn public You walked right into that one. As well as 60 guests from across Cornwall, a local business donated 75 pastries on a wake. So a wake could be held in the church afterwards. So that's why 60 people showed up. There were that really pastries. Does, that really does kind of hit close to home. I mean, a, I mean, I don't know that guy, story. but that kind of thing happened. And it's know? it's kind of strange because people, you know, don't take time anymore for strangers. Is it really so strange? Is it? Is it? Is it really, really, is it really, really so strange? Is it really? Okay, Morrissey, you done? Please, please, please let me get what I want and go ahead and read the next story. Wedding descends into brawl oh i love a good room hits on teen waiters oh good grief uh this kid needs to be not married i'll tell you that if he's a, doing that a pennsylvania there's a remind me to tell you a story about somebody we knew oh boy i don't know if i want to know from uh from our younger years and i heard a pretty good story about that and even if it's not true it's a good story it's not about sk is it oh no <laughs> oh no no okay I'll, good I'll, just remind me okay a uh, Pennsylvania couple's wedding ended in a drunken brawl after the groom hit on an underage waitress, then followed the teen into a bathroom oh stall. Oh, my gosh. Don't. According to prosecutors. <laughs> I'm a professional. I'm not going to mention him going into what the... What a loser. Uh, and he's 31. That's way older than Do you want to tell the story? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go Matthew Lindsay, 31. No, no it is not. <laughs> was charged... His name is Amers. Matthew Amers. Matthew Amers. Um, 31. Everybody look him up on Facebook and just let him have it. He was charged uh, Wednesday in connection to the Nightmare Nuptials, November 24th, at a country club in Northampton Valley, the Philadelphia Inquirer reported. Uh, court documents detail a wedding from Hades in which the groom left Good. in handcuffs. Good. I don't like this The newlywed now faces... Now faces numerous charges, including indecent assault, imprisonment of a minor, and disorderly conduct. After the reception, Amers allegedly hit on a teen waitress and asked her to go outside and make out. Oh, good grief. Now, this is the groom we're talking about. Yeah. The groom propositioned the teen by saying stuff. Uh, she told the police, adding that the experience had left her shaken. Well, I would guess so. The waitress said she rejected him, but he later followed her into the women's restroom. Uh, Good grief. Assaulted her somewhat 
um, police, not to minimize it, it just, it wasn't, I'm, I'm not saying what happened, but it wasn't as bad as it could have been. Police later responded to reports of a fight at the country club and found the groom pushing and punching people. Amers allegedly called officers derogatory names and tried to provoke a fight. When they arrived on the scene, a brief struggle ensued before police took Amers into custody, the Philadelphia Inquirer reported. So I wonder if this was, it didn't say whether this was like before the wedding, did it? This was just at the wedding. So uh, they were already married. Are you sure? Yeah, because it said that, um, let's see, it, because it says the newlywed now faces okay. numerous charges. Now somebody needs to be uh, filing an annulment like now. Now. Wow. Like now. Wow. No, now. Stories like that drive me nuts. Hey, what a perfect uh, weird type, weird podcast type story to go out on. You ready? This one is so, take us down. You know where this is. Uh, Oh, sorry. I'm standing up. I'm I'm further from the buttons. I would probably consider this the gold standard in weird podcast storytelling. Okay, good. This is this is such a. Well, read the headline, and anyone who's been listening for any length of time was going to know. Absolutely, this is a classic weird story right here. Headline is: Woman assaulted boyfriend with a frozen pork chop in Florida. It has everything. It's unclear whether the police will use the pork chop as evidence. A Florida woman has been arrested for allegedly assaulting her boyfriend with a frozen piece of meat. The police believe Jennifer Brassard, age 48, attacked her boyfriend by throwing a frozen pork chop at him. Pork chop. Chalk. Pork chop at him after an argument escalated. She's 48. She's uh, young enough to be your daughter, Craig. The <laughs> argument, You're right. The argument reportedly took place around 10 p.m. on Friday, and around that time... Are Ms. you insinuating I had a kid at two I'm not, or four? Uh-uh. Go ahead. Miss Brassard allegedly hurled the pork chop at her boyfriend, hitting him right above the left eye. That's got a sting. That's going to leave a mark. You know, you put it, you're supposed to put a stake on your face when, you're, when you've been hit. Yeah. Not a pork chop. Maybe it'll I always thought that had something to do with what was in the meat. Yeah. It's, the, it's because it's, it's the temperature. It's, it's the temperature. Okay. Yeah, it seems like I'd heard that. The arrest I don't reports. Now you don't listen to anything. The arrest report stated the man left the scene and that he suffered a half-inch laceration. You know, those pork chops have some pretty gnarly bones, especially if they're frozen. Mm-hmm. So on, uh, we're Fed- gonna do a test later. We're gonna do like a. No, we're not. Uh, what's, what's that debunk show with Adam Savage? What's that? Uh, uh, oh, uh, demystified or no, something like what's that. What's it called? <laughs> Crap! It's sad we should know that. Mythbusters. Mythbusters. We're going to see if I can hit you in the head with a pork chop, <laughs> the police, frozen pork chop. The arrest report stated the man had uh, the half-inch laceration. On no, on February 1st, 2019, at approximately 2145 hours, Craig. That's 2145 hours. The defendant and the victim were engaged in a verbal argument. During, well, that's a lot better than those sign language ones. <laughs> during the verbal argument, the defendant threw a frozen pork chop at the victim, striking him on his left eyebrow causing an approximate half-inch laceration. Ouch. The police interviewed both Miss Brazard and her partner before determining that the Brooksville woman was the perp. She was the perp, Greg. She's the perp. The report also said that she... She's had, the pork chop perp. She had been dating... She's the pork perp. Mm-hmm. Had been dating her boyfriend for about one year, and they've been living together. They've been shacking up at the time of the incident. Miss Brazard was booked into the county jail. They called county law. The judge presiding uh, she was in the bed bug suite. ordered her not to contact her boyfriend. And they're still not sure whether that the pork chop was taken for evidence. So she anyway, she got fa- uh, a domestic battery charge. That's when um, you charge them at home. Exactly. Domestically. Yes. yes right. Wow. Oh, boy. Wow. Time for the Mark Patch Top 10. 
Man, we're cooking through these stories tonight. Yeah, we are. Well, we had to after that last episode. That's right. Top 10 musical acts whose biggest hit is a cover or is heavily sampled from another song. Well, that's anything from 1989 to now, probably. No, not true. This list comes to us tonight from thetop10s.com. Yeah, the top 10. You can check it out. Maybe start your own top 10 list or, or vote on one that's already and there. And these lists have got nowhere to go but up. <laughs> top 10 musical acts whose biggest hit is a cover. That's, in other words, it's a re-recording of someone else's song. Right. Or is heavily sampled. They use digitized samples. Yes. I'm explaining for people that go don't ahead. know. Take your time. From another song. Right. Number 10. The Beach Boys. Now, this one actually shocked me. Brian Wilson took instrumental influence from Chuck Berry's Sweet Little 16. Well, that's not a cover. That's he, not a cover. He took in. And that's he, not sampling either because no. that song's from the so 60s. So, number 10 has been ruled invalid. Invalid. And I love the Beach Boys and I love Brian Wilson. He's you one should of, get Pet Sounds on LP. Oh, on, I got, L, it. got LP. that on wax. Yes, of course. It's not on wax. on vinyl. No, it's wax. Number nine, top ten musical acts whose biggest hit is a cover or is heavily sampled from another song. Cindy Lauper. Girls just want to have fun, Craig. And boy, did Cindy have a lot of fun. Whose song was it? Raking in the money with this infectious 1970s punk hit. You know what? I do recall something about that was. Yeah, I think I, remember, I think I just learned about that recently, actually. The Verve is number eight. The Verve acquired the right to sample the Andrew Oldham orchestral version of the Rolling Stones song, The Last Time. With this, they made the 90s anthem, Bittersweet Symphony. You like that song? Yeah, I like it. I love it. Yeah. I like that song a it's lot. It's just different. You know, different. Uh, number seven, Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah was written and originally recorded by Leonard Cohen in 1984. Hey, you guys seen Jeff? He's over there by the river. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Buckley. Now, I knew that, though. That, I, everybody that, knows Leonard Cohen. Did statute that. of Limitations up on that one? Yes. I think so. Can I say? Can I make jokes about him disappearing? It's still a little too. Uh, it's sketchy. It's a little sketchy. No, there's yes. some sketchy stuff about that story. I know. I saw the 2020. He did a the theme to the Anthony Michael Hall Dead Zone TV oh, yeah? show. Oh, I love it. That opening tune. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Pretty sure it's Jeff Buckley. Yes, Jeff Buckley. Anyway, number six of the top ten musical acts whose biggest hit was a cover or is heavily sampled from another song. Sinead O'Connor doing the Prince song. Nothing compares to you. Probably her biggest hit, uh, with her second being an infamous SNL performance where she ripped up a photo of Pope John Paul II. But did you know that it was originally a Prince song? Yes, I did. Everybody knows that, Craig. Sinbad O'Connor. She's following us in real hard times now. She's, 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 resorted not, doing, to she's a, not doing well. No. Uh, number five, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. They love rock and roll. She does love rock and roll. And have loaded copious dimes in the jukebox over the years thanks to their 1982 hit. However, they wouldn't have had it uh, had that hit if it weren't for the original writer of the song, Alan Merrill, there of a lesser-known glam band called The Arrows. I think everybody knows number four, top ten musical acts whose biggest hit was a cover. Yeah. It's Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You by Dolly Parton. A fantastic song, and Whitney just took it to the stratosphere. Oh, it's a great song. She, she improved it. Whitney, Whitney, every time I hear Whitney Houston, I just think... Wow, what, wow, what, wow. A, what a loss. Absolutely a loss. So she, they're, sad. They're, a voice like hers mm. is just unbelievable. Crack is whack. Crack is whack. Yes, it is. Number three. I'd like to personally thank Bobby Brown. Number three. Yeah, really. Elvis Presley. Hound Dog is arguably his biggest hit. I don't think so. I mean, it was his first hit. I don't think it's the biggest. In the ghetto. But uh, Hound Dog wasn't written by Elvis. Elvis didn't write any of his songs. No, you know his, uh, you know uh, Hoyt Axton's mom. I think wrote Heartbreak Hotel. Yeah, I know. Uh, I delivered pizza to her one day. 
I know Daryl uh, Daryl Glenn wrote "Crying in the Chapel," which was one of Elvis's big yeah. hits. It was just funny. I, I showed up at her house up in Hville. Yeah, delivered a pizza to her. I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" She could give me my pizza and get out of here. So, uh, Hound Dog originally came out in 1953 and was written by Big Mama Thornton. Is that who you're talking about? Uh, Big Mama Thornton? Yeah. I don't believe so, because I think it was Heartbreak Hotel is the one she wrote. Well, she, do you think she I, only wrote ch- one song? Pe- people check me on this. I'll send my baby love Anyway, me. number two. I Qu- love number two, Quiet Riot. Love Quiet, Quiet Riot. Quiet Riot. Mental Health is an album. It's on my It's on my list that I can't find, Craig. I can't find Mental Health in the wild. He died. I know. There's a great documentary about uh, them trying to replace him. The the song Come on Feel the Noise. It was a cover of Come a Slade song. I say run, run, run away. Girls run, run away. Remember Slade? Yeah, I do. Run, run away. Yeah. And the number one, top ten. I'm second guessing myself. That was Run Run Away with Slade, right? I don't remember. I think it was. Uh, number yeah. one, top ten musical acts whose biggest hit is a cover or is heavily sampled by another song. Of course it's gotta be Vanilla Ice. You know it. Your mama knows it. Your pastor knows it. Your creepy seventh grade social studies teacher who stares at little girls knows it. It's Ice Ice Baby. He, uh... Is this social studies teacher who stares at little girls (laughs) flip-flops? What does that mean? I have no idea. Um... He will say that they, they, that that and Under Pressure were two different songs completely. He will. It's, but so, it's so ridiculous because Queen and David Bowie put Under Pressure on the map, and he, just, he just went in there and stole I it. I just want to know how he goes from talking street to like, oh, yeah, my name's uh, Eric Van Winkle. <laughs> yeah, he he starts like, oh, yeah. He talks like some guy. Some Have you seen his reality show where he fixes houses? No. Is he any good? It's decent. I mean, no, it's, is he it's any good at it? Yeah. Oh, he's good at what he does. Yeah. He, he but, tells a story about Suge Knight uh, holding him over the... Right. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, okay, you know, hey, it's yeah. cool, guys. He, but but he, then that came out to be totally false, I'm sure. too. Well, I mean, I, I, it's believable, though. It's believable, but it's fiction. But all the best fiction is believable. Can't write this stuff, Craig. No. Somebody did, though. Somebody wrote it. Oh, boy. Episode 251 in the can. We are only 49 away from 300. And then we're, we're done. And then it's it. We pulled that last time. Yeah. Funny thing is, they don't know that we're really done. We might. Might be done if we make it that far. Yeah. You know. If something doesn't happen soon here. Somebody needs to start, you know. Telling their friends. Yeah. Leaving some reviews or something. Hey, somebody out there has got to have a famous friend that could, like, tweet out our podcast, right? I'd like to say hello to uh, my father. Pops, hope you're doing well. Mom, hope you're doing well, too. Yeah, if I know you, hope you're doing well. <laughs> Whatever. We're Thanks for here. listening.